Hello and welcome to She's Killing It, the serial entrepreneur's guide to building an empire. I'm Alicia Shoemaker. And I'm Deb Oliviera. And we're here to share our tips, tricks, and shortcuts to building a massive business. Between the two of us, we've built over a dozen businesses, many of them being six-figure businesses. And we can't wait to share our experience to help you launch and grow a massive empire. We want to be the ones that help you scale your business, automate it, grow your team, and build your empire. Let's get started. Thank you for joining us for our next episode of She's Killing It. On today's episode, we're going to talk about success. Yay! One of my favorite subjects. I know. Same here. I mean, isn't that why we do all of the things? Yes. But in business, and especially in a women-owned business, I think success is a little hard to define. I think so, too. So, Alicia, can you define what success is? But before you do that, I want to share with you the actual definition of success. Okay. So according to Oxford, the definition of success is the accomplishment of an aim or a purpose. Yes. And in business, I think that's completely true. The difference is that the aim or purpose is not always financial. And I, like, this is one of those things that this is a hill I'm willing to die on because there are just some businesses that you do because, yes, it's making money. It's a not a nonprofit. It is a for-profit business. But sometimes it's there and it exists for something other than financial gain. And throughout my business career and my business building entrepreneurship career, there have been different purposes and different aims to different businesses that were not always, I need to make a crap ton of money all at once. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I had no idea that we were going in this direction, but I love this. I love when I just throw you a curveball. <laughs> oh, oh, Alicia, you have no idea. I haven't even talked to you about this yet. <laughs> no, I lit, we, uh, yeah, I totally teed this up with, uh, we've never discussed this, I don't think, in, in all the depth that goes into what is success in business. Yes. So recently, this was kind of the revelation in my own head is exactly what you just said. So I do own a not-for-profit and I knew that it was starting this not-for-profit, it was not about the financial gain, right? It was the fact that it needed to exist, which is Astor Freya, the one that I started in memory of my daughter that passed to stillbirth. I knew that it needed to exist and I knew that it was not going to be about financial gain. It served a different purpose, which was Mm -hmm. to feed my soul. Yes. That was the success of it. And recently I looked at it and I'm like, does it serve that purpose? Because I know that it's not making, like, it's not going to make an income. Like yeah. that's just never was the goal. But I recently sat back and I looked at it and I'm like, but is it feeding the purpose of its success, which is, is it feeding my soul? And so when you brought that up, I was like, oh, Alicia, I literally just lived through this. Like even in the last week, this whole situation came up. Yeah. And I, I, one of the reasons I wanted to make sure that this was part of our conversation for She's Killing It is because typically 
any entrepreneur goes into business saying, I want my business to make a million dollars in a year. I want it to be, a, I want to be the highest paid owner of a business or owner within my field ever. And that's not always what drives a business owner. And if you do not set out ahead of time to know what success is for you, you're going to constantly be striving for a goal you're not actually tied to. So in my case with Flamingo, Flamingo needs to pay my bills, right? It needs, it, I have kids, I have a mortgage. It needs to make some money, right? That is a success metric for me. However, the other side of success in this business is creating a space that allows people to work when they want, where they want, and do amazing creative work that feeds the business community but does not work nine to five. I am not a nine to five person. When my kids are in school, even this fall, when all three of my kids are officially in school full time, I cannot fathom going back and working a nine to five job. Schedules are too chaotic. There's too many things that I want to plug into. There's too many things that I also want to do. And I want to balance that amount of work that I'm doing to the amount of fun that I get to have. I can't do that with a nine to five. So as much as Flamingo is about making money, it's also about creating a space to live life as I want to, and also allow others to live their lives while they're also working for me. So my whole team works remotely. My whole team works when they're going to work. They tell me when they're taking vacation. They don't ask me. These kinds of things are so crucial to me that there's a balance for me for success for Flamingo on, is it creating a culture that I want? And is it making enough money to support itself and me? Absolutely. So Alicia, earlier this year, you actually hosted an event with Four Leaf Leadership and we all had to sit in this room and kind of go on our own and write down like this goal. It was a, it was kind of like a business strategy session at the very beginning of the year, but everybody in there was a business owner. Every, and it was all women business owners. I specifically curated a group that was supposed to be welcoming as a women's space to think about your business for the year. Yeah. And we all had this exercise that we had to go in our own like spaces and kind of do this exercise with Four Leaf Leadership. And one of the things was looking at your overall goal for the year. Mm -hmm. I immediately, as we were going through this process together, before we went into our own little space, I wrote down my goal was success. And then what I didn't realize that this one overall thing that we were working on, oh, we have to break that down into steps. <laughs> and so you thought it was just going to be that easy. <laughs> yeah, like I am just going to put the word success in. That is the goal. <laughs> what I wasn't thinking is the steps after that is, oh, we have to break that down. Oh, okay, got it. And that's what I just sat there feeling so dumbfounded that I have been in business for 14 years and I've never had to sit there and define success until that moment. And I was, I was sitting there just staring at my paper where I, I wrote the word success. And in that moment is when I realized I have never had myself define that. I've never been asked to define that until that moment. And oh, does it open up kind of take these blinders off your eyes where you're like, huh, I need to define this. Yeah. It's not always the profit and loss sheet. It's not. 
And sometimes even we've talked about this earlier in the podcast, sometimes it's having, and we talked about it today, it's having multiple businesses because of course, once you become an entrepreneur, your brain just works in this weird, like monkey brain way that you're like, I want one business. Oh, actually, I'm going to open up this other business too. But they all serve different purposes. Like you were saying, Flamingo is your main breadwinner. Like the purpose of that has dollar amount metrics that it needs to make for it to be a success. And then we'll have another company that the purpose of it, that the success of it is that it feeds our soul in some way. And both of those are just as equally as important and they both are success. But I think that so often we will just keep, you know, trucking along, moving forward without defining what that success is going to look to us. Yeah. Out of curiosity. So you were at the session with me at the beginning of the year with Four Leaf Leadership. What did success end up breaking down to be? So I continued for the rest of our time sitting there staring at my paper. I have to be honest, (laughs) I I wrote nothing down after that point. (laughs) It's a hard question. I felt frozen because I was kind of beating myself up that I didn't have the answer. But now looking back, I'm like, I'm glad I didn't have the answer because that gave me the realization that I needed to work through that a little bit more. So for me, in my main company, which is FemPro Business Society, the purpose is actually both the monetary gain Mm -hmm. as well. It feeds my soul. Yes. Both of those need to exist within FemPro Business Society. So personally, success to me in that company is being financially stable with a predictable income. It's having a business that runs on proven systems. It's knowing that I can walk away from my business to go on vacation and that it's going to survive without me. It's knowing that my business aligns with my code of ethics and that it is a tool. My business is a tool that allows me the freedom to live the life that I want. Yes. What I love about that whole explanation is that money matters. It does. But I can make money a million ways, right? I could go get a quote unquote real job. I can go sit in a, in a cubicle and I can push out work and I can make a salary and I can, I will find a way to make money, but I need to find a way to make money that does not make my soul die or it doesn't make me uncomfortable it, where it fits who I am and the organization I'm working with fits who I am. In all the businesses that I've worked in, worked at, worked with, there has to be that emotional tie for me that it's not just always about money. Yes, Flamingo is money. Don't get me wrong. It has to do things. Just like FemPro Business Society has to do things. It has to produce. But you could find a million things to do with FemPro that would make you money. You want to do it and you need to do it in a way that feeds who you are and allows you to be who you are. And at the end of the day, as long as it's paying my bills and it's feeding my soul, then it's, it's been a success. Exactly. One thing that I don't feel like we talk about a lot, and this might be something to like, I want to go back in time a little bit. So sometimes our success metrics or what we consider to be a success in a business 
changes. It does. It is not always that a business launches with one success plan and it's this same success criteria five years later, 10 years later. Shoot, two weeks later, sometimes it shifts. But keeping a pulse on what matters and what success looks like, it puts a business owner in a really powerful position because it allows you to look at your business from afar and say, are we moving in the right direction? Is this the the direction or the strategy I want my entire organization to be moving in? So I'm going to give you an example. When a million lifetimes ago, I used to sell wine. I would do in-home wine tastings. And I started this business. It was a direct selling business. I started it when I think like right when I left my corporate job, I knew that going to be a stay-at-home mom, I needed something that was for me. But I also wanted to find a way to make extra cash. So when I first launched, it was, I want to work evenings and I want to make a crap ton of money and I want to drink wine. And it was just like the perfect storm of things that I like to do. So as I started that business and was doing in-home wine tastings and going through some of the hardest phases for me of being a mother, I mean, even like being pregnant, doing these wine parties, it ended up being that my success in that business had more to do with keeping my identity, keeping my sanity, getting me out of the house that didn't cost me money, but helped to make me extra money. It became more about something I emotionally needed than it was about the money. Did it make money? Sure. Did I sell wine? Absolutely. Did I drink wine? You know it. But the success of that business shifted from, I'm going to make a crap ton of money to, I just need something that makes me feel like me. And then towards the end of that business, it was, even as I was looking at kind of pulling away, how do I detach from this without feeling like I'm losing my identity as the wine lady? How do I adapt my skill set? How do I repurpose the things that I've done? How do I not throw away this perception or this brand of myself and use it in a different direction? Now, the company itself ended up moving out of Michigan and therefore the business decided for me that it was closing. But I was already in the process of thinking through what could this look like in another realm? So that business in the span of three or four years went from I'm making big money, I'm going to make big money to I need something that makes me feel like me to I need to continue to roll with this skill set and what can I do with it? Absolutely. And this goes back into a previous episode that it is okay to make new decisions based off new information. Exactly. And new life stages. I mean, sometimes it really comes down to it doesn't suit you the way it did when you started. And so it is okay to move on from a business venture when pivoting to make it suit you doesn't work. When the season is then ended and it's served its purpose and it's okay to say, you know what? This chapter's done. I'm going to close it and I'm going to move on to something else. Oh, I cannot wait. That is actually a future episode that we are going to walk through. Yes. That's something that <laughs> you and I especially feel really, really drawn to talk about. So get this on episode because I feel like we don't embrace what exiting looks like. Yep. So stay tuned for, I think that's episode 10. I think. I think so. The last <laughs> so Deb, are there any other examples of things that in your past business that your ideal of success shifted? Absolutely. For example, I started my first business 
at 17, you know, being raised by an entrepreneur, my dad knew what I wanted to do was be a professional photographer, be a business owner. And so I had my first business when I was 17. And my sole purpose was I wanted to take photos and make money off of it, but I didn't totally want to make like a ton of money. I just wanted to make enough. Yeah. And that was success to me in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then as I grew in my craft, being a photographer, I was learning about these other opportunities of being like, oh, I could be a national photographer because then I was introduced to Jasmine Starr, who is this, I believe she is now an international photographer. I may be wrong on that. She may just be national, but she is phenomenal. And I'm like, oh, new goal unlocked. I want to be a national photographer. And that meant that my first original goal of I get to be a photographer and make enough it shifted based on this new information. And then my mm-hmm. goal was, I want to be a national photographer. And then I did that. And it just continued to expand throughout my career in that company. And then when that company no longer served me, I did end up closing it in 2021. But in each business that I have, the point within all of that is just each business has a different level of success. And even the business has its own identity of what that success is. Whereas me personally, as a professional, I also have a different definition of success. For me, it is my personal level of success or definition of success for me is that I am a leader in business outside of my business. I want to be the educator, which is what we are doing right here sitting with this podcast. It's Being a public speaker in the education realm when it comes to other business owners, it is having a business that allows me to live the life that I want. It allows me the freedom and the flexibility and the time to spend my life doing the things that I love. And the fact that I was able to create a business that allows me to do those things, that is success to me outside of my business because my business has its own identity as well as I have my own autonomy outside of my business. So I'm curious, Alicia, for you as well, what is success to you on a personal level? Ooh, that's a, that's a big question. Are you going to sit and look at your paper like I did? Oh, no, you know I'm going to do this on the fly. For me, personal success looks like being exactly who I am in the moment. I have found that the older I get, the less defined I feel. So when I first graduated college, I was going to be the CMO of a major business. I was going to have kids, but I was going to work as soon as I could. I was going to move up the ranks quickly. I had these grand plans of, I'm going to be a business maven. I'm going to be the CEO. And I had my daughter and all of a sudden I didn't want that anymore. Never really felt like I fit into the stay-at-home mom box. But I also have never felt like I really fit into that perfectly defined business maven box either. Some days I don't feel like I fit in the entrepreneur box because I like having a community and it feels less traditional. So really, for me, success is being exactly who I am 
in the moment that I decide that's who I am. Because I feel like we change so much over time. And as our lives change and our associations change and we meet new people that inspire us, I think it's important to, at least for me, to never feel like I'm stopped. I stopped growing. I stopped adapting. I stopped learning, changing, meeting, connecting. So for me, it's just taking that new knowledge, like you talked about, and being exactly who I am in that moment and not being afraid to show who I am. Absolutely. Being willing to adapt. Yeah. I think one thing, and I know we've talked about this once again in a previous episode, of being constant learners. We're always growing. We are living intentionally. We are looking at this information coming at us from all different avenues of our lives and being okay to shift when it's necessary. Now, as squishy, and I use that word intentionally, squishy as this, like, define your success for your business is, it's still important to actually look at it occasionally, right? Like, we can't just say, this is success, and then look back five years later and go, eh, I don't really feel that anymore. Or I actually stopped doing that, like, success metric thing, like, a while ago, and it's really important that we kind of keep our pulse on what it is we want our businesses to do, especially if we have more than one, like you and I do, and they have different purposes for us. From your perspective, how often do you think it's important to revisit what success means now that you realize you hadn't defined it for yourself until January? I know, January of this year. Right. <laughs> how have I gone this long? Personally, Now that I did that exercise in January, I will do it again in January. But now, and I'm I'm happy that we were doing this topic because now I have this different information and I can tell other people where it's like, you know what? I encourage you to sit down and define what success is to you personally. Define what it means for each of your businesses and then reevaluate that at least once a year. Yes, I agree. I ran a mastermind last year with a couple of business owners working through basically how do you hit big growth strides in your business? And one of the topics we talked about was exactly this. What is success for you? But more importantly, how do you want to feel about your business at the end of the year? And I forced them, and I say forced, I forced them to think about this question of how do you want to feel at the end of the year? Not How much money do you have to make? How many new team members do you have to add? But how do you want to feel at the end of the year? Do you want to feel relaxed? Do you want to feel confident? Do you want to feel frazzled? Do you want to feel exhausted? I mean, those things are all valid things that I think every business owner has felt about their business. But we became focused on how do you want to feel about your business? And then what easy metrics can we use that will help us feed that? If we want to feel confident at the end of the year, I want to add two new clients a month without losing any. If it's, I want to add a new program and I want to feel more established. I want new uh, coaching clients instead of just having marketing clients. I want speaking engagements. I want to write a book and I want to feel like I've accomplished something at the end of the year or created a thing. Those different things where you focus on how you want to feel about your business or what success is in a squishy form allows you to create metrics that then plug into that success criteria. And I honestly, I create a scorecard because I'm I'm visually driven. I create a scorecard at the beginning of the year when I know what my goal is for the year, my success focus with red light, green light, yellow light. Are we 
not doing it and it's behind? Are we yellow? We're on our way. Are we green? We're already there. And checking in with this every quarter to see, are we on the right track? Does this still feel right? Because in a year, a lot of things can change. Does it still feel like it's accurate? And then looking at it at the end of the year going, okay, if this was success this year, did I hit it? How do I feel about the success that I made? Did it feed what I needed it to feed? Did it actually lead to what my version of success looks like? And then thinking about in January, is this the same goal? Is this the same success criteria? Or does this need to change because I've changed, my goals have changed, my life has changed. So for me, I set them and then I revisit them like every three months. It is being intentional. So I love that you laid out all of these avenues where like, you know what, this is where my business is. This is what I would like it to look like if that means writing a book or launching a podcast. <laughs> launching a podcast. You know, here's where my business is at. Here is where I would like it to go. So when it is time to hit the accelerator and move from here's where my business is, but success is down here. It's down the road a little bit. So I know that I need to hit the accelerator to hit where my success is. Mm -hmm. And really focusing it not so much on the financials because it isn't always the financials. You know, it's not always the profit and loss statement. A lot of times it's other things that we need to be aware of. I want to help businesses. I want money. I need to make money and it needs to be paid for my time and my value. But I want to help a business move forward. And how do I do that? And that means for me, it's finding new clients. It's connecting with new business owners who are struggling and helping them move the needle. You know, those decisions make it crystal clear every day that I sit down to work where I don't have a laundry list of things that I and tasks that I have to finish where I can really focus on big picture. I know exactly where I'm headed. I know exactly what I need to do. It doesn't feel vague. It doesn't feel like, okay, well, what do I do with my time? I have six hours today. What am I going to do with it? I know exactly what I'm doing with it today because I know where I'm going. It is being crystal clear in your business, having things defined, having them written down. It is giving yourself a map of where you are and where you're going. Nailed it. Thank you for listening to today's episode of She's Killing It. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. And if you found something in particular that you loved about this episode, be sure to review it and share it with all of your female entrepreneur friends. We can't wait to chat with you next time.